Welcome to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric. And now, here's T.J. Walker. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. Glad to be back here. 1450 The Sports Buzz. Missed you all yesterday. I just wanted to say I I, I missed the show because I was attending my grandma's funeral. She did pass away. Uh, Sad. It it was a hard weekend, but, uh, you know, you got to move on. And the support from friends and family have been fantastic. And even those at 1450 uh, and even a lot of you listeners have have messaged me one way or the other. So I appreciate all that. Uh, We're ready to move on. And uh, we'll do just that today. It's college football week. Saturday, the Cats take on Louisiana Lafayette. Louisville in one of the best games of the weekend will take on Auburn. Depth charts are out, so we know what to expect. Louisville didn't do too much on the uh, on their depth chart front. A lot of oars. Uh, so we'll talk all about that. There's some basketball recruiting news. There's a lot of big news for for the website, catsillustrated.com, that I write for. And me, we'll talk about that as well. And as always, joined by Trevor. Trevor, how are you? I'm good. I know you missed me. It's been almost three days since you heard my voice. It has been a while. You weren't there on Friday. Well, you were there Friday, but you weren't on the show. How did your fantasy drafts go this weekend? Excellent. Three drafts in four days. Uh, four drafts in three days, and was uh, I th- I'm very satisfied. I think I have four championships lined up. Four championships and no, no Joyke Bell, so I do feel very confident. No Joyke Bell, then I don't know if you're going to win anything. In not fact, sure you're gonna. Did you snatch Devontae Adams in any of your leagues? Uh, no, but I did get Ty Montgomery in my last draft on Sunday. That's nice. A guy that drafted right after me on my first draft on sa- uh, Sunday took uh, three Packer receivers, including um, Adams or not Adams? Excuse me. He took Cobb in the first round, then later on he took Montgomery and as a Janice back to back picks. He was oh, the twelfth pick. Uh, he was. He's determined to get whoever one of those Packer guys is going to be if they step up. Yeah, Cobb going down over the weekend was not did not make me happy. I jokingly tweeted out that Mike McCarthy should be fired, but why? I mean, what are you? What is he doing playing in in that game? They didn't play Aaron Rodgers at all. Why would they put Randall Cobb in, especially after losing Jordy Nelson? I would say um, give him one play, but I think it was like the first play of the game, was it, or not the second play of the game? It, it was early. Hurt. It was in, within the. The, the Eagles went right down and, and scored right away. I of course they did. Few, it was in two minutes, so the Packers got the ball, and I, it was definitely in their first series with the ball on offense. Um, maybe it was the second or third play on that drive, but, yeah, it was it was early on. Ugh. I, I, it did not make me happy. Did you have a good weekend besides the draft? Did you do anything else worth mentioning? No. <laughs> I won some money at the boat on Friday and on uh, Sunday. That, that, that's uh... – Anything to, to to brag about? Not a lot what'd of you, money, but not enough money to where I just couldn't come into work. But what'd you what'd you play? I'll just blackjack. I play. I only play blackjack. You know, I don't even know how to play craps or roulette. I mean, I know how to play roulette, but I don't even know how to play craps. Never learned. It is nice to know you know how to play roulette. Yeah, I can pick a number. I know how to. I know how to read. Pick a color. Yeah, I, I can do that. I'm not. I never play it, but I know how to. I know obviously the rules of the situation. But but craps I never even learned I never even figured it out it's like right it's like driving a stick I don't know how to drive a stick either craps I've never played there because I didn't know how to play and I've had several friends tell me how to play so I kind of get the idea now although I've never put it to use blackjack's my game of choice as well uh, I feel that that's I I win my money off some... the uh, the three card poker thing you can do now at blackjack where you put oh yeah. 
Uh, that's yeah. what. That's what. That's the only reason I came ahead on both days is because I won those like three times in a row, and yeah. uh, that's where I got all my profit from. Were those little uh, things? You, like, you might not win like them much, but when you do, game. you win big. If you don't know what I, if what we're talking about, if uh, you're playing blackjack, they they now have some side games that you play while playing where you can put down a dollar or however much money you want yeah. that coexists with the blackjack game itself. So the one at the horseshoe, I'm pretty sure is. Uh, three card poker. Yep. Where do you where where do you take you take two of your cards or it, it's your two cards and then the card that's up on the dealer? Correct. Correct. Yes. And they they yeah, they've so. changed it a little bit. When they first started doing it, it was actually very easy to win. They had uh, they had the odds were down a little bit and they had more options. Now they're down. I think only like four or five different things. They can do a flush, three of a kind, uh, three of the same suit. Um, I think there's only like four different things you can win now, and the odds are higher for them, but they've limited to. When they first started doing that, it was a lot easier to win and very easy to win a little money. I think they caught on that very quickly. Yeah, it, on when I went on that cruise, which I would do anything to be able to go back on that cruise, <laughs> uh, they had it where you it it was just it had to do with your suit. So it was basically like you're playing for a flush. Uh, they didn't do poker. If you, no, oh, it didn't have to do with the suits. It had to do with Either you could get, and it was kind of like poker, but it wasn't poker. Yeah. Um, if you got matching cards, that was the name of the game to get matching to get matching numbers. So if you got matching numbers, it was you know the payout was two to one or something like that. If you got matching numbers that were the same suit, they were much higher. If you got matching numbers that were the same card, it was like five hundred to one or something crazy. So, or if you got like the all three queen of hearts or something crazy, I don't, I don't remember exactly. Nope. But they didn't do the poker one. So a lot of places are doing that, Trevor. Uh, and you're reminding me that I need to go back to the, <laughs> back to the boat. It's been a while. I usually put five bucks on those. And, uh, the nicest one I think I got was I did, uh, I had three fives. I had two and the towards the dealer pulled a five, which I think paid off like 200 bucks. And then, uh, I had a couple of the same suits in a row and, the nicest one, I think, I think it's twenty to one if you get the the royal straight. I think that's one of the, the bigger odds you get, and I've never gotten that one, unfortunately. I'm glad that you did pretty well. My weekend, uh, obviously, you know, the family was dealing with some stuff, so so dealt with that, but I was able to kind of try to get my mind off of it. Went to the soccer match Saturday. Louisville City lost, which was rare. They don't they don't lose a lot, especially not at home. Uh, so that was kind of a bummer, but then went to Bargetown Road for the for the zombie stuff. Trevor, have you ever made it out there? Not a zombie guy. Don't like zombies. You don't like them like they scare you, or you're just not uh, interested or intrigued. They, they don't or... scare me, but they creep me out. Does that make sense? I mean, I'm not well, scared. They scare you. Well, so but, they scare but it's you. a difference. No, scary means like I'm frightened to look at them. Like I can watch a zombie movie. I can watch zombies, but they just they kind of they're like the equivalent of hearing nails on a chalkboard to me. They just creep me out to watch them, so I don't like watching them. Yeah, it, it certainly seems like you're scared. I don't think that's. I think there's a difference. I really do. I don't think there's a like. I can. I watch. There's so many movies I will watch. Like I liked Zombieland. I thought that was amusing with Woody Harrelson. I'll, I'll watch it when it comes on. But I've watched obviously like Twenty Eight Days Later and other movies. I Am Legend, things like that. But I just don't prefer them. Now I don't watch I Am Legend because of the dog scene, though. That just that they, I refuse to watch the movie because of that. But but mostly the zombie movies. They just that's why I don't like Walking Dead really because it's kind of creep. They just creep me out. Yeah, I, I, it still sounds like you're scared, but I, I get, I understand the words that you're saying. Uh, but uh. I, I think we're splitting hairs there. But okay, uh, it was it was neat. I don't know why they don't really do it in October, 
but <laughs> it was still fun. I know that the Highlands Festival is that day, so they already have a lot of the streets blocked off, so I guess they think to themselves, two birds, one stone sort of deal. But why not move Highlands Festival into October and, and make it one big thing? But uh, it was still pretty neat. A lot of people really, really get into it, Trevor. Are you a big zombie guy? I, I never really pictured you as uh, one of those kind of uh, trendy slaps that drive around with like the zombie patrol in their car and things like that. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a zombie nerd like I am with Game of Thrones. I can promise you that. Good. But I I don't dislike it either. I, I watch the Walking Dead shows that are on, even though they're not very good. Um, and I like that sounds to, like blasphemy I, of the zombie nation to say Walking Dead isn't any good. I, I thought it, it's it's not it's it used to be good. It's not very good anymore. Okay. But I'm not the kind of guy. Yeah, I don't have a, a zombie survival guide in my car. <laughs> or, uh, one of my roommates had a book on how to survive a zombie apocalypse and actually read it. Um, well, you know yeah. that uh, Chris Long and um, I'm trying to remember the other uh, uh, Kyle Long is that the other brother's name uh, in the NFL? They actually run a they actually uh, charge people. I want to say I think where I read it, it was like five grand or ten grand, something like that, for survival uh, zombie survival apocalypse classes and stuff like that. Oh, that that seems pretty steep. And but people pay it. That's what cracks me up about the whole zombie fad that is that's been going on for now. I guess it's, I, I don't know. Can it be called a fad though? Because zombies have been pop. It's been this level of popular popularity for almost probably what five years at least, if not six or seven. Yeah, it's been a while. I think I think Twenty Eight Days is what kind of kicked it off to me when that movie came out. That's what kind of started those zombie re rebirth. I don't know. <laughs> rebirth is a good term for zombies since they're Walking Dead, but you know the, the the resurrection of the zombie popularity when that movie came out. I feel like that's kind of what started it. Uh, there's been a ton since then, and exactly. I think Walking Dead the show is what people now think yes. think of. Agreed. But uh, but it, it was neat. Again, I think you do it in October, but <laughs> don't they uh, do one it? in October? A zombie walk? Yeah, don't they do some kind of? I'm sure they do some kind of zombie Halloween connection thing in October, don't they? Not the not not nearly as big as what Saturday was. You know, there's haunted houses and all that stuff. Yeah. But um, well, why why have it in why have it in August then, or I guess so technically September? Because I already said that. Oh, I didn't trip. hear you say it. Because they do the Highlands Festival, and I guess that oh. since they have the street closed down, you know, it started just as a group of friends that would walk around Bardstown Road as zombies and try to scare each other, and then it's, it got a little bit bigger the next year, and then it turned into this big thing where they said, all right, if you're going to dress like a zombie, please do that. And I guess I, I briefly read somewhere this year where I guess the people that dressed as a zombie made uh, like a huge mess, whether it was in their preparation to look like a zombie or if they actually you know, tipped over trash cans. or I, I, you know, I don't know exactly what they did. Um, and whoever organizes the, 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 yeah, the zombie stuff Said, yeah, that was it. Was us? Uh, we we did it, but we don't have any way to 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 clean to have money to clean up for it. We don't we don't have the funds to do that. So the city of Louisville was none too pleased about that. Zombies being a little reckless, Trevor. Well, I mean, they're they're, they're Walking Dead. I mean, what can you expect? They're, they're, not, they're not the most uh, cleanly and person I, I can imagine walking around. What would you do if there was a, a zombie apocalypse going on? If you found out that news was breaking, what would be your first move? Um, that's a good question. I, I don't know. Uh, I probably wouldn't last long. I'm being the fat guy. I don't get away too quickly. Uh, I guess that, that attitude. <laughs> well, I guess I would get in a car and keep driving as far as I can until I have to get more gas and or steal another car and just keep moving, I suppose. And, and just accumulate yeah. uh, items as I go along as best I can. 
Well, here's the thing. That's not, that, See, you wouldn't survive long because that's the last thing you want to do. Oh, I want to stay put somewhere, right? Because everybody's going to try to get in their car and drive somewhere and try to go somewhere very far. If you're going to go somewhere, you better do foot traffic and you better stay off the main the main roads. Uh, so what I would do is is hunker down. You, you've this thought is, about this, haven't you? No, no, I really haven't. You no, have. You've, you've thought this over before. Because no, <laughs> Walking Dead nerds and, and zombie nerds, they do plan out these little scenarios. I've never really done it, but I thought, you know, since we're talking about it, it, it we might as well do it on the air right now. Why, why the hell not? <laughs> what would TJ Walker do? I'm, I might have to take notes. What you, what you need to do is you need to stay where you were. Or if you had a place that was uh, a lot safer or more secure... Maybe if you know you you had family members with a lot of land or something like that, you'd want to get you'd want to stay put or go somewhere close where you could walk and hunker down for the initial outburst where things would get really wild. You want to lock up your doors, board up your windows, and and just you know for the next week or two lay low. Then after that, you have to start brainstorming long term solutions what could work, where you need to be, this and that. Um, I don't know exactly. I haven't thought that far ahead. I, I've got a family that has a nice big farm in Paola, Indiana, but I don't know how I'd get there. You know what? I'd stay here at the station then. I'd just lock up the station and hang, hang out here. There's, the windows are limited. It's, it's in a nice open area. I have a TV here with a video game system already. I mean, I, I, think, I, I think I'll just hang out here and do the radio. I'll continue to do the radio while I'm also uh, hankering down and giving people updates on uh, where the zombies are. <laughs> that well, the updates would be hard to come by because because communication would be shut down. Uh, but anyway, it's a fun scenario. It's fun to talk about, and, and just like our just just perfect for our show, Trevor. Since we haven't talked to one another in a few days to to start the show off, not talking sports. Uh, and, and I'm going to semi continue that here. Like there's anything going on this week? <laughs> but um, so big news at CatsIllustrated.com, Trevor. Yes. And I don't know if you know this. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Probably not. But uh, Brett Dawson is moving to greener pastures. He's been on the show several times. My boss, he's a, he's a buddy of mine. He is heading down to New Orleans to cover the Pelicans and a variety of other things, whatever he can cover, and on a freelance basis, hoping that that can turn into a, a full-time NBA beat. Uh, he, he's spoken about the NBA on this show a lot. He loves the NBA. That's his true passion. Uh, so, but he he does have a a guarantee to get to cover the Pelicans on a freelance basis. So he's moving down there, and you might be asking yourself, Trevor, what's going to happen to CatsIllustrated.com? What what's going to happen to me? I see promotion in the future. The the boss man's heading out. What's what's going on with the website? Uh, Justin Rowland, who's also been on the show, he's going to take over the publisher role. Uh, he's been with Rivals for as long as Rivals has been around, uh, around fifteen years. So he's going to slide in and and be the publisher, although it's really going to be semi-publisher by committee to a certain extent. Um, I, I'm going to start posting my own stories. Alex is going to Alex Forkner, who's also been on the show. He's going to start posting his own stories. Justin's going to continue to post his own, and, and it's going to be semi-publisher by committee. So if you read one of my articles and it's terribly written with grammatical errors everywhere then that's on me because nobody else is looking over him but myself. Um, but but Justin will be the head man in charge. He'll answer to the head guys at Rival, uh, and that's, that's where the website's going. Now, an interesting note, 
and I feel like I should probably say this is I'm basketball recruiting analyst. I was basketball recruiting analyst, Trevor, but I Past covered tense, huh? I, I covered football. I but I but I also covered football. I covered uh, football practices, a little football recruiting, although that it had been a while. Uh, in basketball, the team coverage stuff. I'm going to take a step back from team coverage stuff, especially football, and focus just primarily on basketball recruiting. So I'm not spread out too thin and, and, and can try to be, you know, one of the best basketball recruiting analysts out there. So I won't be. The good news for the show is, you know, those days where I have to travel to Lexington to go to the practices and, and do this and that. While it didn't happen a lot, it did happen from time to time. Now shouldn't happen ever. If Alex Fortner gets sick or something, you know, I may have to go up there. Um, but I won't have be having to go to Lexington, and, and I won't be covering games anymore, which I'll miss the press box, and I'll, and I'll miss some of the, the aspects of covering football. Uh, but for the most part, just focusing on basketball recruiting. So in the summers, Trevor, there will be some, there will be some shows that I will miss. There will be times where I'll be on the road, and I won't be able to – to do the radio station, and, and hopefully, since I won't have to be spending gas money traveling to Lexington every other day, uh, I, I can save some of that and head to maybe a few more recruiting events. But that's kind of the landscape of how the website's going to look. Alex Forkner will be doing—he'll be the beat writer, basically, for football and basketball. He'll cover all that stuff on a day-to-day basis. He won't have to worry about recruiting stuff at all. Just will continue to dominate football recruiting coverage. And I will solely be basketball recruiting analyst, although that was my title. It wasn't necessarily all that true because I, I did a lot of other things as well. So a little shake up to the site, Trevor. I expect to get in, even in more in-depth uh, recruiting news from you than involving recru- uh, Kentucky's future basketball players with this new move. Oh, I'm, ex- I'm excited to, to, to be able to kind of focus solely on that. And um, Justin's got a lot of exciting ideas for the website right now. You can sign up for the premium coverage free for the entire 2015 football season. So I assume so Brett's goal is eventually be covering his beloved Knicks, correct? I I think maybe in a dream scenario that could that that would happen. And you know, credit to Brett Dawson who has done such a good job with the Cats Illustrated website where really he can just pass it on to Justin and there won't be much shakeup because he has done such a good job of of building this brand from the ground up. Uh, he'll be missed, but he loves ever since I met him back in 2011. He's been wanting to cover the NBA, so I'm happy that he's gonna go take a chance, and hopefully that will that will work out for him. But yeah, I'd say that his dream job would be to cover the the Knicks if uh, if we had him on the show yeah, and asked him that. He's someone I've always enjoyed following on Twitter, mainly because he's of the local writers. He does probably talk about the NBA outside of just U of L and UK connections more than probably anybody. And you know me, I, I does NBA's probably. Probably my favorite sport to watch overall. I mean, I do love college basketball and NFL and college football, but NBA has always been was the first. It's right up there with pro wrestling in terms of uh, my longest love. Huh? Who who would have thought, Trevor? I was watching. That's the, I was watching pro basketball before I was watching college basketball as a kid. I can thank my uncle, who's a big Lakers fan and big Sixers fan and big NBA guy, to get me into that. So, so between all that stuff, it's been a pretty busy weekend for me. It's been a, a pretty busy start to the show, mainly because of our zombie talk. But <laughs> we're going to uh, we're going to head to commercial break, and when we come back, Louisville and Kentucky released their depth chart. Kentucky yesterday, Louisville today. Haven't had time to really discuss those, uh, so we'll do that after the break. Stick around here on fourteen fifty the Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. Oh, I'm all about that. 
that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass. Took the restrictor plate off, give the Red Dragon a little more juice. But uh, let's keep that on the down low. It's not exactly street legal. Hey, Mike. Presented by Allen Electric. We're back to Sports Sports Buzz, Sports Soccer with TJ Walker. It's brought to you by Allen Electric, Kentuckiana's first and only electrician dedicated to residential repairs. Give them a call, 636-HELP, for any electrical service. Out Electric will never leave you in the dark. So we're back here, second segment. We're going to talk uh, a little bit more sports. I do, this always happens. I'm pretty excited for this weekend, Trevor, because college football is back. It's uh, the weather. It's going to be a little hot, but it's going to be nice and sunny. And it's just, it, it'll be a fun weekend to, to, to watch sports. This always happens when I get ex- really excited about something. I start to get sick, so my allergies are pretty bad right now. So my my throat is a little sore. So if it sounds different or if I'm talking a little softer, that's the reason why. I, I'm not sure if that's the case or not, but it doesn't feel great. I was I was fortunate. I never got, I don't have allergies now. I'm overweight. I have bad teeth. Uh, I'm not uh, average in certain places where uh, t- according to other men. Uh, but you know, I didn't get allergies, so good for me. <laughs> you are such a weirdo. I mean, you are, you are genuinely a weirdo, but I, I like it, Trevor. Um, I guess what I would, I would take allergies and get into for all those three of those things back if I could. Allergies are terrible. They're awful. <laughs> and I've been pretty, I've had a good run. It's been a while since my allergies have gotten pretty bad. Um, I, I don't remember it happening in the spring. It certainly hasn't happened this summer up until now, um, but they're terrible. When they hit you, it is not fun at all. Living in Louisville is one of the worst places to live when it comes to allergies. Been told that. I don't I don't enjoy it. So hopefully it'll it'll pass. We'll see. You're lucky though. If you don't ha- if you don't deal with allergy stuff, you're lucky. And also I don't think it helps that my house we're still doing a ton of stuff. Um, I was ripping up carpet earlier today. There's just a ton of dust and dirt and all this nasty stuff, and I think that's probably not helping either. No, I assume it can't. Like I said, I don't have never had allergies, so I'm not really <coughs> familiar with the uh, as you just sneeze right into mine and everyone else's ears. That was a cough. Whatever. Either way, <laughs> it was still yeah. it was still it was still allowed. Well, you know, it's authentic, Trevor. <laughs> this, this allergy stuff is authentic, uh, but but depth charts came out this week. Let's let's talk about them. Do you have Louisville's handy, Trevor? Oh well, I mean, sure. I guess you could call it that. I mean, it's pretty long since there's three names to every position. Yeah, it's not so much <laughs> a depth chart as maybe a roster sheet. Let's see here. Louisville's finally announced their depth chart. So, who's starting a quarterback? Reggie Bonifant or Kyle Bolin or Will Jackson or Lamar Jackson? Or Will Gardner or Lamar Jackson? Gee, well, I can't. The only position? Oh no, Brian Radcliffe, L.J. Scott, Jeremy Smith. I mean, I don't think there's a position on, in the entire depth chart that was released that had only one player listed next to it. Looking at Louisville's depth chart, I'm chewing. I, I was trying to chew some ice while you talked really quickly, and I got caught a little bit. But uh, uh, at least you didn't sneeze and cough in my ear again. Makes. <laughs> well, I'm probably just going to do that just to make you mad. Um, but 
Yeah, looking. Did you make anything about the quarterbacks not being in alphabetical order? Even the kicker has two guys listed. Um, that that's kind of the conspiracy <laughs> going on out there. How was that? It was listed in alphabetical order. And, and the kicker does not have two guys. They've got Trevor. Most of these positions should have two guys listed because it's showing you the depth chart. Oh, okay. It's showing you the depth to the position. Now the big deal is when it has ors and a ton of Louisville positions have ors next to them. O r, not o a r. Um, which is an okay band, but ORs as an OR. <laughs> Glad to see you get that, that proper grammar ready from now that you don't have anybody looking over your shoulder in the future. <laughs> and um, <laughs> when you do that on a depth chart, it's basically you telling I got the public you. and your other team, hey, we don't know who it is. The, the, you don't know who it is. We'll find out on game time. The way I was I looking know. at it was I was looking it off of a, of a website. The way I was looking at it was done a little differently. It threw me off a little bit. But, yes, I do – I I do notice that it is in alphabetical order. Well, it, okay. <laughs> Here we go again, Trevor. It's not in alphabetical order. What are you talking about B O B O L? What what comes <laughs> first, B O N or B O L? Hell, I don't know. A B C D E F G H I J K L. Oh no, never mind. Never mind. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it is not. Uh, this is why I'm glad I'm never had to do the alphabet backwards to pass a DUI. Uh, so I, a lot of people thought it just like you, you're not alone in that Trevor. A lot of people thought, Oh, it's an alphabetical order. Let's not read into it that much. It's not though. They have Bonifon, uh, they have Bolin, uh, they have Bonifon in front of Bolin. You're confusing me now. See? And that's not alphabetical order. It's not a numerical order or anything like that. Uh, it, it's also not necessarily in order of youngest oldest. It's not cause they've got Lamar last, but you, you the thought is, if you have them listed as or, they're all equal. Are you going to read anything into the conspiracy theory there? No. Is, is Bonifon the guy? No, I, I read nothing into this other than the fact that I, no, I don't. I read anything into this that makes me think anything different from what I was thinking beforehand. Which make I've all, I've I lean towards Bonifon being the guy, even though I would choose Gardner. But then again, you know who am I to pick between talent? I'm not there watching them play. I've never coached college football. It's just me being a fan in my perspective in my thought process, but I, I'm not surprised to Bonifonz at first because I, I assumed he was the leader to be the starter anyway, but I don't read anything into that from just this list. Yeah, I um, Kentucky's got their they, – they've got a few oars as well. Uh, well. We'll talk about that when we get to Kentucky's lineup. Uh, with Louisville's, though, so uh, let's, let's read into this more. Let's kind of try to pick Bobby Petrino's brain because it's my – theory that all these oars and, and he's got oars for the QBs for the right for the entire offensive line and for the tight ends on offense for defense he's got it for the cornerbacks and and who's going to return punts uh you know both those n- not all that big of a deal because all the cornerbacks likely going to play whoever t- returns punts it's it's such a small part of the game doesn't really matter but when you have virtually all your offense with the exception of the running backs and the wide receivers listed as we don't know who's going to start does this tell you that one he genuinely isn't hasn't made up his mind two he doesn't want to tell auburn or three he's trying to he he doesn't want really the players to know so for the next week all players continue to work harder is it one of those three things for you trevor or is it something that maybe i didn't mention um because this is interesting. This it, it, is, could, it could be don't any have programs do it this much. Now, every a lot of teams will want to keep secrets 
from from their opponents. Not necessarily only week one. Week one's where it's the biggest deal because you have an entire summer and spring where who knows what's going on. But even in week 10 or week 11, if somebody's injured or maybe not injured, this or that, teams want to keep as little from their opponent or as much as from their opponent as possible. So that's not a big surprise, but it is unique that there are so many possibilities here. So so what do you think, Trevor? I mean, it could obviously, it could probably be any of the options you gave out uh, to me. And what I hope it is, I, I, I hope it's he knows who he likes and just doesn't want Auburn to know and just does, and therefore doesn't want the public to know now whether these, these kids know, the team knows, players know. I couldn't tell you. They don't seem to act like they do. doesn't mean they're not pretending like they don't know. It's be hard, I would think, to, to, for a secret like that to stay a secret amongst a large group of kids. But now then again, he may have only just told one of the, the quarterback group. Maybe, but even then, it's still hard to mean loose lips, you know, sink ships, as they say. More people know, the less the secret stays in. So hey, maybe it's just him and maybe the offensive coordinator, his coaching staff, maybe only know. But I hope to think that he has somebody. Because if he doesn't have somebody at this point, that tells me either A, there's just Bonifon, Bowling, Gardner, and Jackson have just all been playing so awesomely well that he can't decide which one to pick, or B, all four have been playing so mediocre to less than mediocre and that none of them have actually shown that they deserve to take the job. And obviously I hope it would be the first, not the second, but that, that's why I would think he has a guy in his mind. Because also when you're talking about and to me it was all, it's kind of between Gardner and Bonifon. No disrespect to Bowling. I know we've talked about him before, Lamar Jackson. I just can't imagine a true freshman coming in right away and taking over the job over two guys or three guys that have already played in, in this level at this high speed of getting this uh, football. But if it's Bonifant, if it's really between Bonifant and Gardner, I would think it would be you'd want to know. And if you're coaching staff, because it's two different kind of, while they're, they're, they're two different kind of systems, I think, or way you would kind of plays you would call. If you got Bonifant in there, you're likely to call more plays that have bootlegs and have things that can expose his athleticism that Gardner doesn't have. And if you don't know, and you're just going to go into the season all like like I know with UK did with, with uh, Morgan Newton, tell him, okay, the hour before the game, guess what? You're starting, buddy. I five, you know that's that can put you in the kind of a behind an eight hole, especially against a team as good as Auburn. Yeah, that's what I've said for all summer. Having to go in against Auburn doesn't make this quarterback decision for Bobby Petrino any easier. Uh, and this is a this is something I don't think has been made a big enough deal in this. City or even on our show, Trevor, that this is a huge game for Louisville. I mean, a really big game for a lot of different reasons, and I don't think anybody's really talking about it that much. I think people are already under the assumption, okay, Louisville's going to head into this game, and you know what? Auburn's a big favorite. Auburn's got a chance to go play for the college football playoffs. They're competing in the SEC. They're likely going to win, but, you know, man, how cool would it be if Louisville won? I think Louisville fans need to take a different approach, or at least I would if I were a Louisville fan, that, hey, we win this. Uh, our home schedule is incredibly easy. We, you know, you beat Clemson, you likely go undefeated at home, and we have a lot of winnable road games. It wouldn't be crazy if Louisville can go into this game and beat Auburn that, hey, we can look at the college football playoffs as a possibility. I know it's only week one, but if you beat Auburn on a neutral field, then who can you, know, you can beat anybody else on your schedule without a doubt. So I, I almost think Louisville fans are offering this up. Hey, this is going to be a loss. Who cares? I, 
you know, who cares who's quarterback. We'll figure all that stuff out as the season goes on. It's a really important decision because you, you want to get the right guy back there that's going to give you the best chance to win because this will this could be a season changing. And maybe for Bobby Petrino, who's only in year two of 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 the second stint uh, of Louisville, it could be a program changing win too if things trickle down the right way the, the rest of the season. So that's kind of painting such a, a small decision in just naming a starting quarterback into a much bigger picture that could have a lasting effect for potentially years to come um, as we're snowballing a bit there. But uh, I think Gardner's the safe choice. I think that's the guy that if Bobby Petrino doesn't want the offense to lose the game, that's who they'd go out there with. Because, uh, you know, you could put Bonifant out there or Kyle Bolin, and if they turn the ball over a few times, that game could get ugly in a hurry. Uh, I, I think Lamar Jackson's the fun, sexy wild card player that – you put him in there, and he might make some plays that make that that make your jaw drop, and you couldn't believe. Or he could go in there and have a few turnovers. Being a true freshman in such a raucous game, you never really know with him. But he certainly does have some skill and is an incredible athlete. Uh, but Gardner's the safe choice, so that's why I think ultimately they go with him. I I, I just I feel like Petrino leans towards Bonifon. Like he, I don't know, he sees something in Bonifon or. Just expects him to be better than maybe some fans. I don't know if all fans, but just myself. I mean, I've been somewhat hard on him since he got to campus uh, for watching him in high school just for the brief time I did and then watching him last year. I'm not saying I think he's never going to be anything. I don't, would never go as far as to say that. But I don't, I, just, I don't see it. I guess I don't see what some of the coaching staff sees. And, I mean, that's why they're getting paid millions of dollars to coach college football and I'm getting paid nickels to talk college football. But I just – I. Just have yet to see it, and I'm with you. I, I would if I, I had my choice. If, the, if Petrino or the coach staff called me and said, "Trevor, who, do you, who would you like? You name the starter." I would, I would probably say Gardner. If at first I ask, make sure he's 100 percent healthy and ready to go. And if they say yes, then I would say I would go Gardner. But I, I think it's really a two man race. I, and I know you didn't mention your your favorite boy that you like to bash Bolin, uh, but uh, and, and, and some fans would like to see him. But I think it's I think it's really a two man race, and there's such a gap between. Two and three, and and three and four is irrelevant. That it's it's really just between Bonifant and Gardner to me. Uh, I still think it should be Lamar. If I was if I was in charge again, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. The uh, fact I, he's not redshirting tells me they have they intend to use him in some way, whether it be oh, returning I'm, punts, which has been leaked out as a rumor, or even in certain packages. That that means I'm, he's doing something right in. in I want him to return punts and be Uval starting quarterback. I want him to return <laughs> punts and then just stay on the field. And then lead the huddle. I, I think that would be absolutely hilarious. Uh, Who's the last quarterback to do that in college football? Maybe return. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know. Did I don't think any Randall maybe, Cobb? Maybe. Maybe. Well, he never was truly the quarterback, although he did play plenty of quarterback. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Randall, Randall Cobb would certainly be up there. I wouldn't be. I mean, did, did Michael Vick ever do it? I, I don't think so. I don't think he did. He probably didn't. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he did. It'd probably be smart. Uh, there's a lot of guys who you'd say maybe should return punts, but you just can't risk putting your quarterback in a position like that. Um, but I, I think Bobby Petrino does know who's going to start that game. I think he has an idea. And I also think he has a backup plan. If Auburn gets up 14 nothing midway through the second quarter and the offense isn't really moving the ball, I think he knows who he's going to go to next. Uh, he, he's too smart and, and well, smart when it comes to being a football coach, not so much being a person, but he, he he knows the game too much to not have an idea of who his guy is up to this point. The more concerning part is all the uncertainty with the offensive line. And again, I cover UK, 
and we're going to well, trust me, those UK fans listening wonder why is he talking so much U of L and their depth chart? Because their depth chart, Louisville's depth chart is looks really strange. It's, it's very, uh, it's weird. You don't see depth charts like this all that much. So that's why we're starting there. And it came out today. UK's came out yesterday. And I know there was no show yesterday, uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to UK's depth chart, I promise. But for me, Trevor, all the uncertainty around the offensive line, if I was a Louisville fan, I think would concern me more. Every position showcases they don't know who the starter is. And again, I don't cover Louisville football, so I don't know if this has been maybe common knowledge throughout the entire spring and, and throughout the summer and now into the fall camp. But that is that is very, very concerning. It's not a surprise. Uh, I know Nick has talked about it on his show over the last couple of weeks and written read I've read about it. It's, it. Supposedly they've rotated almost up to eleven guys on first string at some point or another during practices. I again you look at it you can look at it in two lights. You can look at it as one uh, a positive situation of being that well they they've got they, they can't decide on maybe a combination. Maybe there's they just they feel like there's nine or ten, maybe eleven guys that are all First string, trying to find the right combination that works the perfectly and works the best together. It's one of the reasons why you have preseason football in the, and in the NFL. It's a lot of times they're doing trying to find the offensive line combinations. Just some guys work better, maybe works at a different position, maybe he moves better to right and left guard, so on and so forth. Or there's obviously the negative that you just can't find the right line because all of them suck, and that's the, about as negative as you're going to get with it. But with Louisville last year, I mean, there was obviously a lot of there's going to be turnover in the offensive line, despite the, an offensive line that still was under under maybe uh, expectations last year, despite having what I think three guys drafted off of it, at least two that I can take off the top of my head. Uh, and then this year, so obviously turnover coming into it, a lot of new faces and a lot of new situations. So I, I, week one is going to definitely be the quarterback situation and the, and, and the offensive line questions will be answered very quickly in week one, and they're obviously connected. Possibly that is connected to maybe why the offensive quarterback position hasn't been decided as well. Maybe the offensive line in which quarterback plays better behind the line, i.e., a line that may not is going to give up some some penetration. So you want to go towards a Bonifon, even though Gardner may have been playing quarterback position better because of his athletic ability to get away from the sacks. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a possibility. A possibility. No, I said, uh, like, pasta. I think you said possibility. I really did. I, I said it's a possibility. could be my voice, but um, <laughs> the offensive line, I'd be more concerned about the offensive line than the quarterbacks. You know what you're getting, at least from all those quarterbacks. We've seen them all with the exception of Lamar Jackson. Uh, the offensive line, there are some guys that we haven't seen, if you're a Louisville fan, and it wasn't all that great, like you mentioned last year, so a lot of uncertainty there. We'll see. Uh, going into the Auburn game, Auburn won't have that much of an idea of what Louisville's going to do, and maybe even Louisville itself won't have all that great an idea of what they're going to do. Uh, we're going to head back. We're going to look at the UK side of things. Less we 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 less surprises with Kentucky, but still uh, there are some issues. A few players suspended. So what does that mean for Kentucky? Yates, by the way, said you did say possibility. Well, maybe I've got pasta on my mind. We'll be right back here on fourteen fifty the Sports Buzz. Bloods, waste toys, dweebies, they all adore him. 
They think he's a righteous dude. We're back Sports Buzz, a hot, steamy Tuesday. Trevor, uh, we need last week's weather back. I need you to make something happen there. That's not as bad as it's been, but yeah, last week was a lot better. I'll give you that. What what do you mean it's been? Like yesterday or Sunday? Like today's, I mean, today earlier, there's been hotter days that we've had this summer than there was today. Yeah. I didn't didn't take the the air conditioning car to work today, and I I didn't have to... Had to wipe my face off every five seconds because I was sweating up a storm. The last two and a half weeks for late August to have the weather that we had was unbelievable. So, yes, there's been hot days, but overall it's been a pretty cool summer. And, uh, of course, once football season rolls around, it decides to get really hot again. Anyways, uh, (laughs) some exciting news, Trevor. You sound excited, by the way. With football coming back this weekend... Some exciting news. We will return the PT Picks of the Week. You excited for that? I am thrilled. I can't wait to put the audio together. When do we, when do we come back with it? That's going to be Friday. Friday's All right. PT Picks of the Week. And that's when, if you don't remember, last year we did it during uh, all the we, – we pretty much the start of college football season to the end of college basketball season. On Fridays, I will give you five games – that I feel confident about against the spread, uh, maybe over under, whatever it may be, five five betting tips for you. And we keep track all season, so I'm held accountable. If they're bad, they're bad. If they're good, they're good. Um, and hopefully, you know, you could win some some money or whatever, however you want to use them. If you're in a college football pick them, you can use them there. A funny story this weekend, Trevor, uh, one of those distant family – or. One of these distant family members that I know, uh, they had a friend who uh, had overheard my voice and, and knew who I was based on our radio show. So there are people listening out there, believe it or not, who mainly just listen for the picks on Friday. Uh, so to to make him happy and everybody that that is familiar with the PT picks of the week, they're coming back this this week, and there will be a bit of a surprise, Trevor. You, you had a winning things. record last year, did you not? Oh, I did, I, did, I did pretty well. I think I only had one week where I got all five picks right, which, you know, you, you'd rather hit on some of those parlays. It's impossible to get them every week, but it'd be nice to have it more often. But I, I, I had more four and one weeks or three and two weeks than losing record weeks. So overall, I had a winning record, only very few losing weeks. So felt pretty good about that. We'll start that up Friday, but a, a big surprise – it won't be just my picks, Trevor. Oh, do I get to pick two? Well, you can pick if you want. Oh. But our buddy, Big Bag Dave, we've partnered up with him, and he will be calling in every Friday with his PT picks of the week. Uh, he is hes not better than me when it comes to picking, but if I had to think of somebody that would be just as good or just a little bit below me, it'd be Big Bag Dave. Uh, he was in a... a, a, a very serious high stakes college football pick em last year and won the thing. Okay. Did, did pretty well for himself. And also he's just a goofball. So could add to the segment, uh, if not for, for value of the content, which he'll be talking about than just for shenanigans sake. Well, do we get a tease? Can we get like a little tease of what we can expect on, on the PT's picks for Friday being the fact I tell you what, uh, 
I mean, we're out tomorrow because of the Reds game. We back on Thursday, but do we get a little bit of maybe a, for the Thursday night games? Any teases for those games? Uh, well, we we don't do the Thursday night games. Uh, we we generally just do Friday, and I actually haven't even looked at the. I've I've uh, I've looked at the. We only do the Saturday game, so we don't give our announcements till till Friday. Uh, and I have looked at a lot of the lines for for this weekend, and I I try to keep it local sometimes if I can. If it works out that way, I like to bet Louisville, Kentucky, Western Kentucky. If it works out that way. Uh, it may work out this that that way this weekend, but for Thursday, I haven't I haven't seen those spreads yet. Um, I, I'll tell you this though: on on Thursday, Trevor, maybe we'll maybe we'll do a practice run. Maybe we'll give one or two out for Thursday just to kind of get to get my groove back myself uh, as we come back for the PT picks of the week, which will again will go from August well into March and even April maybe. So buckle up, buddy. On a local standpoint, I'll say this: put some cash on WKU. I like them this Thursday night. And what? I, what what's that spread at? Western's favored by two and a half at Vanderbilt. Western's favorite by two I, and a half at Vanderbilt. I figured Vandy would be favored two and a half. So nope. you think they beat Vandy in Nashville, which will probably be a. 50-50 crowd, to be honest. Vandy yeah. fans aren't, aren't going to be excited Might about Might even be that. more Western fans than Vandy fans at this point, the way Vandy's looked, uh, season's ended last year, and the way the season has shown little uh, promise coming into this year. It may it may be. Man, I wouldn't have I wouldn't imagine they'd be favorites, though. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you like Western Kentucky there? I do. I, I would have loved to have gotten points from Western. I think they win the game outright anyway. But uh, that, just, that does tell you, I mean, that screams volumes about – I don't know if it screams volumes more towards the way people think about Western or how low they think of Vanderbilt. I don't. I can't decide which one it leans more towards, but uh, I, I'd like to think it leans more towards people thinking Western's going to be better. You know, obviously had the good season that they should. I mean, obviously bringing back Brandon Dowdy and uh, in the offense they have, you would think they'd have a good season. But I think a little bit maybe leans more towards people think that little Vanderbilt, especially an SEC team hosting the game as an underdog. I mean, how how often? Does SEC host an out of conference game as an underdog? Yeah, it's not not often. Doesn't happen a lot, especially against a non Big yeah, Five conference. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I was. That's I I'm mean, glad you added that because that makes it even more rare where that happens. I mean, um, even even I guess yes, if it was Vanderbilt was hosting, you know. Iowa, I could see them being an underdog type situation, but to be in a non-Big Five conference and being on the road to being a favorite at an SEC school, that's, wow. That's, that's, <laughs> I'll say this, at least Vanderbilt's smart. <laughs> I'm pretty excited for, uh, for Thursday night's schedule. Uh, you never get unbelievable games on the opening Thursday night, uh, but it's, there's some intriguing I, games. I, I think there are some intriguing games. Last year, you got South Carolina, Texas A and M, which was, which was fun. I, I don't know what South Carolina did to always get these Thursday night games. Uh, I, I wish they'd mix it around a little bit, but they're going to play North Carolina again. That'll 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 give you an idea of what kind of year South Carolina could be in for. What kind of year uh, North Carolina could be in for? There's plenty, plenty of games that will take place, including Western Kentucky, Vanderbilt. That'll be at eight on Thursday. Michigan, Utah. I like I that game. I'm circling really that fun. one. TCU, Minnesota, I, I think is going to be an underrated game. Will be a fun one to watch, especially with TCU's offense. Plus uh, TCU going. Minnesota's not a pushover team to getting 15 and a half points in that game. 
And it's at Minnesota, too. Yeah, I mean, that's Minnesota's so. not – I mean, I know they're not a, a you know, a big, big team in terms of big five, but they're back-to-back ball wins. They've been competitive. TCU, I could see maybe – this game scares me in terms – this one I have – I'm leaning towards Minnesota if I'm picking because I, I could see TCU coming on the, into, the, into a hostile environment, maybe a little overhyped in their own head, even though I believe they're as good as they, they, they are told to be. But I could see them maybe taking the – the brakes, putting their foot on the brakes a little too much, and maybe being a little sloppy in this home opener or in this uh, season opener. Yeah, and this isn't going to be a good game. But Duke traveling to Tulane <laughs> is a very strange game, which will also happen on Thursday. I won't be watching it. I can promise you that. But unless Sean King's still a quarterback, I could care less about what Tulane's got going on. Maybe they just wanted to have a uh, to do their football players a, uh, a service by letting them take a vacation to New Orleans. It's the only thing I can think of. But uh, it, it, it's 5 o'clock, so we need to head to a commercial break. Trevor, we did have somebody text in. Hannah texted in and, and wondered if you're going for a, a butt theme on the music today. And I, I'm, a little, <laughs> I, I'm a little confused on, on what's going on with the music today, too. It's not your, your <laughs> 70s rock and roll that you usually play. Uh, I by the, hat tip to Hannah by the way for that connection. I didn't even didn't even think about that with the uh, the first two songs there being a butt theme and the last song that's coming up does not uh, have a butt theme. No, the day theme was so annoying songs get caught in your head. Yeah, and I I, th- I think uh, yeah, Yates texted in after the first song played with uh, I, I I can't read it on the air because the FCC would be mad. He, he just let's say he wasn't a fan of the first song being played. But it is annoyingly catchy, is it not? I mean, once you hear all about that bass, how often do you walk around singing it for hours afterwards, whether you like the song or not? Not often. I, oh, I, I disagree. When, you know, you have all these other themes that you you have for your show, from for my show. When are you going to play just good music? How about that? <laughs> play good music. Well, I, I do play like, good hey, music. DJ, you know what? What three songs would you want for today's show? Four songs would you want for today's show? I'm going to play those. Well, I disagree. Would you may think it's not good music? In, in this case, I would agree that I'm not a big fan of the two songs they played so far, and neither am I. The third that's coming up that is very catchy, but uh, I, I think we play good music. You just don't. You have bad taste in some ways. Oh, you have no taste in music sometimes. No taste. We're gonna head to commercial break. We'll be right back here. Fourteen fifty sports buzz. We'll talk Kentucky and some basketball recruiting news. Stick around. Everybody's heard about the bird. bird, bird, bird. The Sports Talker with T.J. Walker. All right, look, here's the deal. I've got a hangover. Who knows what that means? Doesn't that mean you're drunk? No, it means I was drunk yesterday. Presented by Allen Electric.
back here, 1450 The Sports Buzz. Uh, Trevor, you really annoying song to take us out of the last break. So you didn't, you're living up to your theme. Um, but I told still, you it was annoying. All the songs were annoying. I wonder when we're going to have good music. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> I haven't thought of that as a theme yet. Okay. Or maybe just, you know, since it's my show with mostly my opinions, maybe maybe my songs. I miss the good old days. Yates, I would just email him the songs I wanted to play, and he didn't give me any flack. He played them, <laughs> we went on, and that was that. Yeah, Yates is a nicer guy than I am. It seems, it certainly seems like it. Hey, if you won't I let think, me talk about Aaron Harrison the proper way, then I'm I'm going to play the music I want. Or Andrew Harrison, excuse me. Uh, well, you can say whatever you want about Aaron Har- Harrison. Not so much Andrew, but uh, we'll save that for a different day. Uh, speaking of annoying, Trevor, we should touch on this for a second. Uh, have you been keeping up with, with Kim Davis and Rowan County? Uh, no. I, th- those those words mean nothing to me. I, I mean, are you not on – Do you? Do you not watch the news at all? Are you not on Twitter at all? I, I don't get how that. Why? Hey, first of all, football season's right around the corner. I have no no time or or patience to deal with the rest of the real world going on. If, uh, if, you, if you want my, t- I said the same thing. If you want my attention on something outside of the world of sports, do it during during baseball season. And yes, I know it's still baseball season, but football's too close to the, to worry about that. I, I I can Google though. Oh, look it's, at that. Google works now. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's unbelievable. Uh, so it's it's a it's a county clerk in Rowan County, and her name's Kim, Dave, Kim Davis. Where's Rowan County at, by the way? Uh, that's in, uh, I think, Moorhead. Okay. It's east of Lexington, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about that, but that's I think it's in that general uh, general area. But she has been refusing to give marriage license to same-sex marriages, citing that it's against God's... It's against God. God doesn't want that to happen, so she hasn't been doing it. Uh, But that's against the law to not give them. That is. Uh, But she tried to fight it. She tried to go to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said no. She tried to appeal. They said no. Uh, Basically, she's out of options. So today was the big day of, okay, you're going to have some same-sex couples go in there and try to get marriage license. What's she going to do? Because if she tries to, she can't fight it anymore. So either she'll do it or she seemingly could be held in contempt of the court and, and face jail time or really hefty fines. Can't, can't they just fire her and, and put, bring and somebody in to do their job? And assuredly, I don't know if she can be fired. I think she has to be impeached because of it's a uh, it's a government job. She well, was elected. She was okay. elected to she was it. Elected. She was elected to it. So I think maybe she has to be impeached. Gotcha. But uh, I, I don't think it's as simple as just some uh, superior saying, "Hey, you're fired." Um, but so news cameras were there this morning. There was people protesting both sides of, of this. And everybody was waiting to see what she did. There was there was plenty of same sex couples that went in there, and she denied them again. Trevor dun, dun, and, dun. Said, and said no, she's not going to do it. Uh, people were asking her on whose authority does she think she can do this. She was saying it was on God's authority. Uh, this whole thing is really embarrassing to the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Uh, Kim Davis is embarrassing the Commonwealth of Kentucky because I'm not saying. You know, everybody's allowed to have their opinion. Everybody's allowed to have their own beliefs. And I'm also allowed to say that your opinions and your beliefs are stupid or outdated, this or that, but not even getting into any of that. This isn't, 
this isn't your opinion. She has a job to do, and she answers to the government of the United States of America, and she's failing to do her job in in, in that capacity. Doesn't matter what she believes. She's got to do what the, the the country believes or or what they have made law, and she's not doing that. So uh, she certainly needs to be relieved of her duties one way or the other. And I wouldn't mind if she if she did some jail time just because of how stubborn she's being and she's blatantly going against the uh, the Supreme Court. So uh, it's it's been a bad day for Kentucky. Yeah, I just, it, it, I just, I'm just over shaking my head. Really, Th- these are reasons why I don't bother following national news because it's just, it, it's, I don't, I could care, I, I, not that I don't care less. I just, it's just aggravating to see incompetence at, the, at this level. I mean, I listen, I get it. You don't, you don't believe that there should be same sex marriage. That's fine. I mean, you don't want to believe that's cool, but it's the law. I mean, and it's now the law. And if you are an elected official, that means you are elected to uphold the law in some way or another. So you're just you're basically being a hypocrite by saying you you can be elected and keep your job because it's the law, but you can't do what the law tells. And I mean, don't tell me it's under God's authority. Hell, I mean, if you just want to go by that, then you shouldn't even have your position because according to the Bible, you'd be sitting at home cooking and popping out babies. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. If she wanted, I mean, and 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 uh, we we could have a whole show talking about this. Uh, but we'll not do that. But I, I did. I yeah, did she should get locked up because she's breaking the law. I mean, listen, I I don't agree with the laws. Listen, I, I, I I'm all for legalization, but I just I know it's the law. I don't sit there just because I I believe that should be legal doesn't mean I'm going to walk out into a police station and light up a joint and say look hey and wave at them and ask them if they want to hit it. I mean, I'm not going to be an idiot. I mean, I can be an idiot, but I'm not going to be in this situation. You know, it's you gotta you, whether you agree with the law or not, you, you're gonna have to suck it up. And if you don't want to, if you're against it, then, then protest it in your own ways and in legal ways and not illegal ways. Because doing it illegally just just makes your whole cause look ridiculous. Anyways, uh, I, I wanted to touch on it. You're right, Trevor. You're spot on. I always um, am. But uh, no, you're not. But you are here. Uh, and anyways, let's go to Kentucky's depth chart to to round out the show. Talked plenty about Louisville's. We need to do the same with Kentucky's. And this came out yesterday. So if I had my show yesterday, we, we wouldn't be spending any time on this. This is nothing new. Um, no, nothing too major with the exception of the, the, the suspensions of C.J. Johnson uh, was the, the biggest one. And then, um, why can't I? I wrote it down. And, and my Kyle computer. Meadows. Kyle Meadows, thank you. Thank you. Kyle Meadows, the offensive lineman. Uh, those are the two the suspensions, which not ideal for Kentucky. Uh, C.J. Johnson definitely would have gotten some playing time. Meadows probably would have, uh, but I don't know if he would have started the game. Probably would not have. Just for the first it. game, are they not? Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just one game. Uh, but Johnson could be significant because uh, Louisiana Lafayette has a pretty decent run game. And, and, and Feel a little more nervous about that 50-point spread you gave me? I had never gave you a fifty a, a fifty point spread. Never, never, never gave you a fifty point spread. But I do think Kentucky uh, should win. I think they should win pretty easily. I've been doing more research on Louisiana Lafayette, and you're right; they're not going to be a pushover. It's not like they're playing, you know, eight years ago today. Appalachian State beat Michigan, so you never know what can happen. But it's not like they're playing. Ironically, I think uh, Louisiana lost to Appalachian State. State last year. What's that? I think, ironically, Louisiana lost to Appalachian State last year. Yeah, uh, that that is ironic. Um, but 
Anyway, so it would have been nice to have C.J. Johnson for that reason. Uh, as you have it, you're going to have Reggie Mint, who was still the starter, or who, who would be the starter, will be the starter. You'll have Melvin Lewis there as well, Matt Elam backing him up, and Adrian Middleton backing up Reggie Mint. So still some depth on the defense side of the ball. You also have to remember that Jason Hatcher out for the first two games. That hurts. So a little thin on defense, and uh, it's unclear whether or not Ryan Flanagan will be ready to go against Kentucky, He's been, or against Louisiana Lafayette, he's been battling some injuries. They listed him. So uh, I think the what Stoop said, that if he practices tomorrow, he'll be ready to go. If he doesn't practice tomorrow, they're going to hold him out a week. Do you? Ryan Flanagan is going to be an important part of Kentucky's defense this season, Trevor. But do you play him if he's not 100%? Let's say he's 95%. Do you, do you put him out there? against Louisiana Lafayette, or do you just rest him up for South Carolina? Which is a much bigger game, obviously. Oh, clearly. Um, I would rest to begin, and then if it feels like maybe at halftime that he he's, his services are going to be required, I would go back to the observation of how healthy is he. But for the first half, definitely, I would at least let him sit out now. I mean, I don't think even in, a, in the worst-case scenario, Kentucky is having a bad half that Louisiana would be up to the point where the game would be out of control and bringing him back in would be a you know futile point. But I think, I mean, you could go into a half, maybe Kentucky trailing by three or a touchdown or even tied. Maybe you look at the situation and look and go, okay, let's, let's reevaluate this. Let's see where, again, let me, let me ask you again after one half, where's your health at? And if, if even at a 80 or 90%, even 95%, is it an improvement over what we've seen in the first half in terms of impact? And I would go back to it. But to start the game, no. I would uh, I would go without. I hate how much I'm agreeing with you today. It's really bugging <laughs> me. I do, I do agree with that. It, one, you hope that he's out there. Maybe you even play him for a series to start the game. Just get him out there, see how he reacts, see how he responds, and also just give him the experience of, of playing in a live game again. And then, then take him back out and let him rest up. And like you said, if for some reason Kentucky hasn't put the game away late, then you bring him back out there. You bring him out there to start the second half to help put the game away if he can, maybe uh, help the defense in any way possible. But you don't want him probably playing that entire game because like like we've said, South Carolina, much more important. You're going to want him as close to 100% as you can get. So no risk uh, having him re-injure. There's something. a long list of games that are more important than this. Not that this game isn't important. I think it is to me. I mean, we've talked. I talked to Greg Brown about this on a TV show when he asked me, get Kentucky important games." And while obviously I feel you know South Carolina on the road, Auburn at home, Florida obviously at home, all games that trump this. This game is important to me. As a, if I was a UK fan, isn't very important to me because Louisiana, while it should not be beating Kentucky. Is not a pushover. They're an upper level mid major, I guess you could call it. They've won nine games and nine win seasons four years in a row. They have a lot of holes from last year and those that are quarterback that they bring back a thousand yard rusher. A team that loves to run the ball. Kentucky obviously struggled against the run last year, like a lot of teams, you know, they did against most teams. This game is to me, this game's important for Kentucky because this can kind of give me a tone of how maybe this season might go. If Kentucky comes out and blows this team away. That I'm feeling awesome. I mean, I'm feeling like this team is definitely making a turn. Obviously, South Carolina will teach us more, but if Kentucky comes in this game and maybe only wins by 10 points, I know they're a 17-point favorite, but maybe kind of struggles at times, especially stopping Louisiana's offense, and does only wins by 10 points maybe, or is even in a wins by 14 in a shootout, I'm nervous. I'm nervous going into the rest of the season from what I just saw in that week one. 
Well, I, again, I don't necessarily disagree with that. It, it depends more of how they look, like you like you hinted at. Um, not necessarily what the score is. If they, if what if Louisiana comes out and plays really well, Kentucky plays well, and UK gets only a, a fourteen point win, then you can take some. You want just you worry about if you're a UK fan, if you're a UK coach, if you're a UK player, you worry about how your team looks. I almost feel like it's a John Calipari quote, just talking <laughs> about your team. You want your team to look good. You want your team to play well, and, and you want them to do the right things and, and show. Okay. Uh, show potential, but also show that the ceiling is even higher so they'll get better as the season goes on. All those things are things to look out for. Um, so we, we we started that by talking about Ryan Flanagan, but as a whole, that's what you want to look. And, and again, some of the other things that stand out about the depth chart uh, is the is the secondary. You, you've got Fred Tiller down to third string Trevor at <laughs> cornerback. At one point, he was the starting cornerback, a guy that has played a ton during his his career at UK, it just speaks to the talent level that Mark Stoops has brought in, and and also about just how bad things were that you could have a, a starter now have a freshman in front of him, another freshman in front of him, and some younger guys as well. Though that's, that's another thing that stands out uh, about UK's depth chart. Very thin at linebacker and, and up front. Not going to be a lot of room for error, but I, I think they'll be fine against Louisiana Lafayette, and then you work towards getting healthier and, and a little deeper against South Carolina. On offense, and you can say this about defense too, but offense, the thing that jumps out at me is not a surprise, Trevor. Everything kind of looks how we expected. Uh, not seeing Ryan Timmons as a starter is a bit surprising, maybe, but he's still going to get a ton of playing time, so that, it's not that big. It's not that big of a that deal. That was the first thing that stuck out to me. I was going to ask you about that. It, it kind of, yeah, that, I, I wouldn't read too much into it because okay. again, all these wide receivers are going to be on the field a ton, and where they have them listed on the depth chart isn't all that important because whoever is the best will make it very clear early on. If that makes any sense, okay. uh, whoever is the the best receivers will get the most catches, and the depth chart will follow. You, I mean, I guess you could theoretically say that about every position, but really, the wide receivers will be rotated in and out every play. And, and I think it was Neil Brown who said you wanted to be eleven, nine or eleven deep at wide receiver for the way he played. Shannon Dawson plays a similar style, so you have to imagine that he's going to want to use as many wide receivers as possible. Uh, makes sense. But the thing that really jumps out, and again, like I said, this shouldn't come as a surprise is the just how young that offense is. I mean, there are so many freshmen, sophomores, and a few juniors on UK's offense, but what you don't see is a lot of seniors. And you don't you don't want to look ahead to 2016, Trevor, because 2015 hasn't even started. But if this season, if 2015, if they do as well as I'm predicting, and, and I'll make my official prediction on Friday – although I've said it before, I said it last Friday as well, I haven't been shy about how well of a season or how good of a season I think UK is going to have. But, man, there's going to be a lot of optimism for next year and watching some of these young guys grow. Now, that's not to throw away what's about to happen because I think it can be very successful, but a lot of optimism about UK's future and a lot of young guys that I think are going to do a lot of good things this season. So. Uh, that, that's kind of a preview at UK's depth chart, and that's why we did this later on in the show because there's not all that much to talk about. It's kind of what we expected. Uh, there's some surprises here and there, but but nothing major, nothing quite as shocking as, as Louisville's release depth chart. Uh, so I don't think Louisville's is really shocking. I think we all expected there to be a lot of oars. I, not, not that many, especially on the offensive line. I mean, 
that, don't you think at some point you just say, okay, especially with offense linemen, it's not like there's different completely contrasting styles of offense alignment for the most part. You have some that are better in pass protection, some better in run protection, but generally you just go with whichever one's better and you, 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 you move on, you live, (laughs) Uh, you you live with that decision and you go and you play your football game. You may live, but the quarterback might not. (laughs) So it was weird to see that. I get that you weren't probably going to get anything from the quarterback race, and it is kind of surprising that they at least haven't even narrowed it down. There there were some surprises, Trevor. I, I know that a lot of people knew that there was some roster uncertainty heading into the first week, but uh, you're a few days away, and either Bobby Petrino is just being a, a jerk, not wanting to release anything to Auburn, which, I you know, it's not really being a jerk, I suppose, but it's – you don't have all, you don't have that – you don't have a lot of teams doing that stuff. Or uh, he he truly doesn't know. So it was it, it wasn't like Kentucky's roster or depth chart where you had a lot more. Um, but we'll see. We'll find out all these answers this weekend. And Kentucky, we'll talk Kentucky more about if they'd waited to re- and waited for the depth chart release to give the starting quarterback, that'd have been a nice little twist. Like, don't say anything until the depth chart gets released. If UK, yeah, if UK had done that, and Louisville could have done it as well. Obviously, they avoided doing it, but like, that would have been a nice little nice little bonus to getting the depth chart released. Because with Kentucky, like you mentioned, I mean the there was really no ability to – neither one really gave you any kind of answers to the questions that you had going into it because Kentucky had already told you told it was going to be a starter. The only question, the only thing that really stuck out, obviously, was Sim- Timmons not being listed on the front line. But, I mean, as you mentioned, those guys are going to rotate like Blake Bowen and company as well and Snodgrass. So putting them on the front lines is irrelevant. And Louisville put so many oars that he basically didn't answer any question. They almost gave you more questions, if anything. So, I mean – I would have been nice to see something being answered with these dead charts being released, but clearly there wasn't any questions that, that had been that had been already answered answered the last two days. Uh, switching gears, going to talk a little bit basketball recruiting to end the show today. Kobe Simmons, really talented guard from Georgia, visited Kentucky this weekend on an official visit, his first official visit, and he's going to take another one to Ohio State. He's going to go visit UNLV as well, and. George is on his list, but he's visited Georgia several times, being from just outside Atlanta, so uh, he knows what Georgia has to offer. So I, I haven't been shy at catsillustrated.com that Kentucky leads for Simmons, that Simmons likes Kentucky, uh, could maybe even commit. He's planning on committing somewhere on September 19th. He's the he's a five-star guard, number currently number eight in rivals rankings. He's probably going to drop a little bit towards late teens, 20s maybe but he'll still be a five-star so he visited Kentucky we'll get more on that visit later I heard a lot of stuff I can't can't say it all right now we'll we'll hear more about that visit but it went very well and he tweeted out that it went very well and that's you know you don't hear about too many official visits that go poorly Trevor Uh, but the thing to look out for is you know John Calipari is going to have a big decision to make because you take Kobe Simmons who's a talented guard but it, you potentially miss out on some of the the better guards in the class, like a De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk, uh, guys that are going to be top five, top ten players. You potentially miss out on those guys because they don't want to be committed to a, a, a school that already has some guard commitments. So John Calipari is going to have a decision to make. Like I said, Kobe Simmons is planning to announce September 19th. If you hear that of that decision moved back, if he says, hey, I'm not ready to make a decision, I'm going to move it back to October 15th or whenever it may be, 
what that will tell me, and it should tell you too, is that he wants to go to UK, and UK told him, hey, let's move it back until we can get the Aaron Fox on board, and then, or another, you know, another guard, whoever it may be, let's move it back till we get a guard on board, and then, then commit, and we'll have a dominant backcourt. So if you hear that decision date moved, that's what that should tell you. If it's not moved, then I think ultimately he's going to decide to go somewhere else, probably Ohio State, uh, which which would be a good school for him to go to. So that that's the latest on UK basketball recruiting news. Uh, that's where we're at. At catsillustrated.com, we have a thread that has um, all the official visits of some of the top players in the country on, on when they're going to come to UK, when John Calipari is going to go to them for in-home visits. So you might want to go check that out. Things are going to get busy for UK basketball recruiting. And the thing I love about the 2016 class is a lot of the guys are going to announce in the fall. Not all of them, but a lot of them, uh, which which will make my job easier in the spring. Um, so all these visits are very important. We're out of time on today's show. We will not be back tomorrow because the Reds are playing. And when the Reds are playing, I'm not on the air. Uh, but we will be back Thursday. And then, like I said, we'll be back Friday. We'll be on location at Thornton's in, in southern Indiana. So uh, that will be that'll be a good time. So we'll see you on Thursday here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. Thanks for listening. Take the Jordan boy, show him how Kentucky do. Uncle Freak's classics, paint Kentucky blue. They say don't forget to seven, don't be hitting two. Song call it blue, grass, song call it purple. I'ma call it home, take a shot of Tron. Lay back in the lap and take two to the dome. Ride from the Ville to BG. In my- high time, sitting by the river. Got my old shotgun, fishing pole in my liquor. Cause people always trying to tell me how to run my life. When they say I'm going wrong and I swear I'm going